It's time for Ask Dale Anything, the show that answers your most perplexing questions with profound answers from one of the top transformational teachers and leaders on the planet, Dale Halloway. I'm your host, Mickey Manning, Dale's left-hand person, as I like to call it, and I've never heard a question that he can't answer. He's been doing this for over 40 years now, and he truly has an answer that's profound and helpful on any topic. So with that, let's get into today's question. This question comes from Michelle, and she says, would it serve our highest self with our transformation to be completely silent for 72 hours? She says, as in learning how to really listen to our innermost energies. So is there like a silence period that you recommend when we're first doing this? Or what kind of guidance could you give on a period of silence? Uh, Great question, Michelle. Uh, Yes, silence is always really good. Um, Now, whether or not 72 hours is the starting point or not, that's going to be something that's very unique to each individual. So I always recommend if you haven't practiced a lot of silence just yet, it's kind of like fasting, right? Um, There might be benefit to go into a long-term fasting, but if you've never done much fasting before, the most you've ever done is a two or three day fast, then you want to consider like, okay, it's it's like building muscles inside. If I go to the gym and I want to start bench pressing, I don't know, 200 pounds, but I really only can bench press right now 55 pounds, then I want to consider that, like where am I at in current time for real? And so wherever it is that I'm at in current time, then from there, uh, so on a silence uh, practice, let's say I'm in silence every day for maybe 20 minutes where I just sit and be still in silence every day for 20 minutes. And I've been doing that as a fairly regular practice for some time. Uh, then from there, you might treat yourself to a full day of silence. So a 24 hour period of silence and see how that goes. Because again, if you've, if you've only done 20 minutes a day and you expand that to a full 24 hour period, um, you're going to have an experience. There's no question about it. And it more than likely is going to activate something with inside of you. And so, and yes, it's also going to help you get in touch with uh, the energies inside, uh, number one, your, your higher energies. So, you know, possibly a message you're going to receive from your higher self or deeper insights from that of your higher self that will be embodied in that process of silence, or at the very least you become aware of it. In other words, you have a profound realization around them, uh, but you also get activated. In other words, lower energies, uh, that are still, uh, suppressed or trapped within you somewhere, uh, not all of them, but some of them will get activated in that process as well. And so you want to be, you want to be prepared for that. And that's why it's a good idea to just to kind of gauge it because you don't, you want to set it up for success. And if the ego can get in there and trick us to maybe take on too much too fast. And from the ego's point of view, if that was to happen, we take on too much too fast and we get really activated and all of a sudden, the experience is not that profound, then that might be the thing that causes us to say, I'm never going to do that again. Even though the practice of silence is such a great practice to have in our world. And so very similar to if I was in the gym or if I was going to do, you know, going to do yoga, 
if I take on too much too fast beyond where I'm at in current time, I potentially, you know, hurt myself. And if I hurt myself, at the very least, it sets me back because now, now it becomes very difficult for me to continue practicing yoga, even if it's just for 30 minutes a day now, because now I've hurt myself. And so, uh, again, it's, it's a great question, but it's a question that needs to be very unique to us as an individual. Like, where are we at? What have we done before? What's the longest period you've gone for uh, with silence? Um, and then whatever the answer is to that, then from there, you can expand it. So let's say you have done a 24-hour silent fast before. Uh, so maybe now you can go into well, 72 hours. That's still kind of a stretch to go from 24 to 72. But perhaps if, if your soul really wants you to do that and you feel very confident that's your soul speaking to you, then I would say yes. Um, but just practically and generally speaking, and given this is a public forum here and a lot of people are listening in on this, I would say the, the better practice, the more general practice would be, uh, once again, first recognizing, okay, how much silence have I really done, both in terms of consistency as a day-to-day -day practice, as well as more of a fast of silence, maybe where I've been on a whole day-long fast of silence or in silence. Uh, and if that's the case, then yes, from there, I want to stretch it. I want to stretch my capacity. And maybe now from a full day uh, silent retreat, maybe now I expand it to a two-day uh, silent retreat. That would be 48 hours kind of thing. And so, again, this is more generally speaking and also more practically speaking, because if I've already done 24 hours at one setting, then I kind of have a feel now for what it's like. I maybe don't know how deep I could go just yet, because I'm only in 24 hours, but I'm now willing, maybe a month or two later, to go for a 48-hour silent retreat, uh, meaning two days, and see what that does, and so on. And so, and the only rule to that, at least in what I'm suggesting here today, in responding to this question would be, is that if you really know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your higher self is clearly speaking to you, or, or, speaking to you or your soul is prompting you into a 72-hour silent retreat, um, then, then absolutely, I would say, yes, that, that's your soul speaking to you. Your soul more than likely knows you a lot better than you know it in current time. Um, I'm assuming that you haven't embodied your soul yet. And so if that's true, that you haven't embodied your soul yet, because that's a whole nother process, as you're probably well aware of, um, meaning you're connecting with your soul, you're accessing your soul. And so if this is what our soul really wants us to do, then that means our soul knows we can handle it. And so if you want to be brave enough and courageous enough to go for it, then I would say go for it. But if you're not sure if this is really coming from your soul full on, or you haven't done a lot of this before in the past, then I would suggest that you possibly take what I've suggested here uh, somewhat seriously and put that into practical application uh, in that of your choice making and how you're going to approach this uh, in terms of moving into that uh, experience of living in the silence for periods of time.
That's excellent advice. I think we're all uh, wanting to do that. And I'm really glad for you to expand on this because this is one of the 12 steps that you talk about is sitting in silence every day. So Michelle did ask, she says um, she does want to set herself up for success and uh, go slowly at first. Do you have any advice on surroundings or more like maximum limitations? Well, uh, again, it depends. Like you can do a couple different things. So silence, um, gosh, you could go camping for, you know, a day and be in silence and be in nature. But some people being in silence out camping with nobody else, just themselves, that might be a little too scary for them to be out there for a full day on their own um, or not. I, again, it's such a personal choice. If you're going to do silence in your own home, and let's say you have children or you have other people coming in and out of your home that live there as well, then you've got to set this up in advance with them as well, you know, in terms of letting them know what your wishes are, your intentions are here, and that you're going to be in silence for this amount of time. And so when I come out of the room or when I go to the refrigerator to grab something, or I go to grab a glass of water or whatever that might be, that um, uh, I'm in silence. So that means really no talking, no talking. If you do have kids, you might want to set it up that, you know, unless it's an emergency. And if it's an emergency, maybe you have people write, write you a note write you a note so that it doesn't get you to speak out loud. Because again, when you're in silence, that means no words come out of your mouth. No words. This gets zipped. This gets zipped from speaking out loud for whatever that period of time is. And so, but around that, there are times in life where you still got to communicate to somebody. And if you do, then you can possibly write them a note. And again, if these are people that you currently live with or you do business with in some way, some fashion, then you set that up in advance. So you got to kind of think it through, in other words. So wherever you're going to do this, if you're going to do it in your home, then, you know, you want any, and if you are by yourself, then of course you have the whole place to yourself. I would keep all the devices off. Because uh, again, if you're going to silence and you turn on your devices, um, you know, I, I, unless you have to go somewhere and specifically get some information. So like I do know I've done or, and even have led silent retreats before where we'll go into silence for say nine hours and then we come together at five o'clock in the afternoon and then I'll speak for 45 minutes. And then, then we go back into silence again. And then we come back the following morning and I'll speak for maybe an hour, maybe even an hour and a half. And then we might go back into silence. Again, it's, it's, it's so personal. It's the, it all depends on, you know, your environment, where are you going to do this? If it's in your home, are there other people involved here? Or are you on your own? If you're on your own, then you, you know, eliminate all the devices around you. So you set it up in a way where your environment is quieter because the whole idea of silence is so that you can hear. So you're not going to want to take in a lot of noises. And if you do take in noises, you want those noises to be really natural sounding and somewhat subtle, somewhat soft. So like if I if I want to go out in the silence, say, for example, the mountains and just be quiet, I'm still going to hear the birds and I'm going to hear the wildlife, you know, rustling through the trees or the branches. I might hear some people talking that are maybe on the hiking trail from, you know, uh, a little ways away from where I am. I might hear fire crackling from somebody's fire pit and so on and so forth. That's all OK. I'm still staying in silence. 
I'm in silence. So I got these sounds around me, but I'm, yeah, I'm specifically in silence. So again, looking at where are you going to do this? Who's going to be around you? What are the devices that can get in the way that you need to minimize or literally put off on the side somewhere so you're not even tempted to go and say, for example, turn on your computer? Um, unless, of course, you have some kind of a check-in point, maybe at four o'clock in the afternoon, maybe there is something you need to check in or someone you need to check in with. Uh, so you're going to go do a quick check-in and maybe type them an email and they're going to respond or or maybe you're going to do a text and they're going to respond. And, but that's it. Again, no words. Once again, it's really important to clarify when you're on, when you're on a retreat of silence, that's no words come out of your mouth. No words. And so, anyhow, hopefully that helps you at least for now. Definitely. I'm thinking right now, you might want to get a safe for that device. <laughs> I could do the silence part. I'm not sure about not looking at my device for a long period of time. So I'm going to have well, to try that. I mean, look at what happens whenever we do a master quest training. That's and, what I was thinking. And, and we have everybody check their phones at the doors. Yep. Uh, I mean, now, of course, because we've done it a couple of times now, the people are used to it. And they're like, God, that felt really good to have my phone be actually literally removed from my physical body for a whole day. Right. But at the beginning, some of the people, I mean, do you want to talk about activating people oh, just yeah. over the idea of giving up their phone for four hours? It's so true. You don't realize how addicted you are to it until yeah, suddenly, yeah. and I was in the back yeah. of the room, I had to have mine for other reasons because yeah. of the work for the company. And I found myself like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm really using this as a distraction. And it came full on for me. So I joined in and I was like, I want to put my device away. I want to do this. And it was the most freeing thing I'd ever done. But you're right. The withdrawal in the beginning, yeah. it was painful. Oh yeah. No, it can, I've watched all kinds of people just have, and even myself in the past, you know, when I was just starting some of these practices uh, years ago, uh, you know, I went through my experiences of what that's like as well. So I really relate when people are having their struggles around giving up their devices, but it, it is a very profound experience because you get to see like, God, I've become addicted to this machine. No. Hello, <laughs> what the heck's going on here? I've really become addicted, you know? And so in that, as long as you're willing to go, really go for the distance, so to speak, uh, you know, you're going to have an experience and and in that experience, you're going to receive those types of ahas or those types of insights inside and, and, um, and including that liberation on the other side, where it just feels so free and it feels so much lighter, so to speak. Um, and then that idea like, holy cow, I really survived. I survived without my devices for, you know, I mean, in our case, when we're doing a master quest training, it's just for a day. Uh, but in your case, if you do do, or when you get up to that point where you're doing a silent retreat for even say a full 24 hour period, that means you're turning all the devices off for that 24 hour period. And, and then to realize at the end of the 24 hours, I've really survived this, even though more than likely in the first couple hours of those 24 hours, you're probably going to have some kind of an experience uh, with some, it's going to be really loud and really challenging. Some, it might not be as loud or as challenging but more than likely you're going to have some kind of experience because these types of practices, this is just one of the practices, uh, the practice of silence, these types of practices, that's what they do. They not only help us to connect to maybe a higher stream of wisdom coming from our soul, but many times in order to get to that higher stream, 
you're going to have to go through those lower streams and it's going to those lower streams that um, uh, is where that world of the uncomfortable exists. And, and meaning the odds are it's, it's going to get uncomfortable or it's going to really challenge you um, and, uh, and maybe even irritate you and annoy you and you all kinds of things might start to come out of you, um, you know, as you're going through this experience in terms of engaging in this type of a practice. Oh, well, Dale, she says she really wanted the clarity and you gave it to her. So thank you very much. You are welcome. And Michelle, we are supportive of this and we want to hear how this goes for you. This is like really awesome that you're embracing this and uh, keep us posted, please. Thanks for the great question. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. And if you found Dale's teachings helpful and you want to get more of them, then you might really like his free ebook that we have for you, 12 Simple Ways to Change Your Life in 30 Days. You can download it for free at dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. That's dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. In it, you'll find 12 simple ways explained to you in exact step-by-step -step fashion that will cause your life to move forward in the next month. Simply choose one of the practices, any one of them, do it for 30 days straight, and you'll see a new you begin to manifest. I am not kidding. Download your free copy today at dalehalawaycom forward slash practices. Oh, and by the way, if you know anybody who might find this content helpful, please share it with them. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you next time.